This is Pop Culture Period Piece Podcast. I'm Laura. And I'm Julie. We are actors, costumers, movie, and book enthusiasts. But we have very different tastes. So every week we pick a pop culture period piece to talk about. Our thoughts about the movie and also anything the movie brings up. Like how the mummy is totally written through the female gaze and Santa Fe from Newsies is the ultimate I want song. Do you know what that is? Listen to us. So if you like movies with corsets, manners, and cottagecore aesthetics, give us a listen. Pop culture period piece has a new episode dropping every Thursday. Goodbye. Bye. Welcome to the Tournament Podcast. I'm Nia D'Amelio, he's Trent Dozier, and I think we're just going to hop right into it. Shall we? Yeah, we're going to do results and then we're going to talk after. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) The tone of an angry mother with her, she's she's disappointed in all of her children, and that would be everyone who didn't Entering my Karen phase. (laughs) Okay, here we go. Results. This is the tournament podcast, of course, and this week's tournament was which Family Guy character is the best Family Guy character. We're here to deliver you the results. We start in the upper left-hand side of the bracket, which was the uh, what the deuce region. I almost called it the victory shall be mine region. Mm. A, a, a character with more than one catchphrase. Who would have thunk? <laughs> uh, the number one seed, Stewie Griffin, Easily defeated the 16-seated Carter Pewterschmidt, his grandfather. Stewie advances with 87% of the vote. And the 8-seed Cleveland Brown, as predicted by me, defeats the 9-seeded John Herbert, a.k.a. Herbert the Pervert, Nia's pick. Uh, Cleveland advances to the finals of the region with 56.5%. So it was close. Oh, yeah, it was definitely close. Oh, yeah. that I mean, that was one of the closer matchups of the whole tournament. Was... Get your fat space ass back here. <laughs> Both voiced by Mike Henry until very until, recently. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so we have the finals of the um, what the deuce region, the one seed Stewie, the eight seed Cleveland. Stewie, no problem. Moving into the final four with 83.3% of the vote. The lower left-hand side of the bracket, the giggity region. The four seed, Glenn Quagmire, easily moves past the 13 seed, Dr. Elmer Hartman. Quagmire moves on with 73.9% of the vote. And the five seed, Mayor Adam West, takes down the 12 seeded Tom Tucker. Tom Tucker put up a fight as we uh, predicted he would, but in the end, it was not enough to overcome Adam West, who advances with 60.9% of the vote. Adam West. My name's not Adam Wee. Uh, and once again, a victory for T over Nia. Yeah. As the five seed Mayor Adam West upsets the four seed Glenn Quagmire. One vote separated Adam West from Glenn Quagmire. That's so crazy. Adam West advances with 53.8% of the vote to set up a uh, final four matchup on the left side of the bracket of Stewie versus Mayor Adam West. But first, we jump over to the right side of the bracket. Uh, We start in the upper half, which is the Roadhouse region. House. Roadhouse. Roadhouse. (laughs) Two-seated Peter Griffin takes down the 15-seated Death. I'm not surprised Peter won, obviously. Mm -hmm. But 
Peter won with 65.2% of the vote. Wow. People death, like Death. Death got nearly 35%. That's crazy. Death is a good character, and I feel like he hasn't been around for a while. Yeah, yeah. He was really more popular in the early, Earlier like, in seasons. the golden era yeah. of Family Guy. I agree. His biggest is the Back to the Future episodes. Oh, yeah. For sure. Yeah. 18-year-old. No, keep going. Son of a... (laughs) In a shocking upset, the 10-seed, Meg Griffin, defeats the 7-seed of Joe Swanson. Meg advances with 56.5% of the vote. Nia and I, this is the... I'm convinced this was not real. Like, not a real vote. You know what I mean? I'm convinced this was trolling. Well, here's the thing. The, the question is, I was thinking about this all week, because when we did the breakdown, right, mm-hmm. I felt like I was coming at it from an angle of, who's the funnier character? Mm. Meg might be a more full character than Joe, mm. but I do, th- you know, obviously Joe's funnier. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, all I'm saying is long way of me saying I don't think it's necessarily fake. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not a troll job, per se. She's also gotten crazier as time's gone on. Yes. So maybe you guys like the new Meg. I don't know. <laughs> Shut up, Meg. <laughs> you know? Well, in a uh, a pure three to one, Peter farts right in Meg's face to win the region. Peter advances with an even 75% of the vote. This is why we're here. This is why we're here. This is why we're here. <laughs> and finally, in the lower right-hand side of the bracket, the... Uh, What's the book called? Love at the Speed at the... Faster love, than the, faster the, speed, than of the love. speed of Love region. Uh, the three-seated Brian Griffin defeats the 14-seated Ernie the Giant Chicken. Brian advances with 78.3% of the vote. And in a battle of mother and son, the six-seated Lois Griffin defeats the 11-seated Chris Griffin. Lois advances with 73.9% of the vote. I thought, this, I thought that one might be a little closer, but mm-hmm. it wasn't. It was a blowout, in fact. Uh, and finally... In a pure three-to-one also, Brian Griffin takes down Lois Griffin. Brian advances to the Final Four with an even 75% of the vote. So we have our top four seeds, except for Quagmire lost to the five-seed Mayor Adam West. We have Stewie, the one, versus the five-seeded Adam West on the left, and the two-seeded Peter versus the three-seeded Brian on the right. Uh, I predicted Mayor Adam West would get to the Final Four. Mm Mm-hmm. And he would lose to Stewie, and that was true. Stewie, yet to have a close matchup yet. Yeah. Also dominated Mayor Adam West, advances with 84.2% of the vote. Stewie. it. That's actually more of a mad TV. Stewart. Um, And in a come-from-behind victory, mm. Brian Griffin was down all day, but he comes from behind to take down the two-seeded Peter Griffin, uh, Brian advances to the finals with 57.9% of the vote, setting up the Titanic showdown that I believe you predicted, Nia. Mm-hmm. Brian Victory versus... for me. <laughs> Victory shall be mine. Uh, Stewie versus Brian, the one-seed versus the three-seed. Mortal enemies turned best friends. Who was the winner? When we, the tournament podcast, asked you... The Attorneys at Pod, the question, which Family Guy character 
is the best Family Guy character. You, the votership, the viewership, the friendship, the fellowship, the listenership, the attorneys, as I said, have determined that in just shy of a pure two-to-one vote, with 64.7% of the vote, the greatest Family Guy character of all time, as if it could be anybody else, victory shall be his indeed. It is the number one seed, Stuart Gilligan Griffin, Stewie. Stewie is a cultural icon. Like, he is known around the world. Yeah. He is like Mickey Mouse. Everybody yeah. recognizes him. Yeah. So, this is no shock. Um, and it's very funny that he beat Brian. Like, Brian is, you know, Seth MacFarlane. So, it's like, yeah, Stewie is a character. <laughs> mm, I see what you mean. Yeah. We watch... <laughs> A little peek behind the curtain. We did watch a video last night of Seth MacFarlane about a 15-minute video of him breaking down his most iconic characters, including all of his Family Guy characters. Yeah. Um, go ahead, Nia. The, the, the floodgates are open here for you to... Well... We're happy Stewie won. We both love Stewie. We both predicted Stewie would win. We, we, we agree with this. I think we liked how the tournament went for the most part. But overall, um, this was one of the least voted on tournaments in Ever. the history of our podcast. Like, this might have been the one mm-hmm. that was least um, voted on. Which is both surprising to us and disappointing to us. Majorly disappointing. And I feel like I've been combating anti-family guy bias for many, many years. As yeah. I said, family guy is like my favorite show. It's like, and I think I mentioned this on the last episode, it's like, Family Guy, Full House, like these. Rick and Morty. Rick and Morty. These are the shows I watch all the time. I know every episode. Yeah. I like <clears throat> they are just my comfort show. You know, for a lot of people, it's The Office. Yeah. I've never even seen The Office, <laughs> but um, what? I've never seen all of The Office. Okay, at least. good. Um, it's like, is that real? I've seen some of it, but not all of it. But. Family Guy's like my number one show, mm-hmm. and I just really I don't understand people who don't. I feel like if you don't like Family Guy, you don't get it. And I'm not saying that to be snobby, mm-hmm. but I'm like, how could you not think it was so funny? Yeah, I just don't understand. Now I have talked to people, and this was like back when Family Guy was really like in its golden era. Uh huh. Um. People who were like, well, I like The Simpsons more. And it definitely Family Guy and The Simpsons have a very different tones. Yes. I don't think The Simpsons is that funny. I've I can't comment. I've never watched The Simpsons. I think Futurama's funny, which is also Matt Groening. Yes, I um, have watched um, Futurama and I do enjoy it. Yeah. I like Futurama more than I like The Simpsons. But yeah, I just don't I really don't understand the bad rap that Family Guy gets. And so I thought we could just talk about, we could make a pitch for Family Guy. Sure. I mean, as we've said, um, I mean, we definitely said this last week, and I'm honestly, I'm sure we've probably mentioned it in in, in podcasts past, but like, we, it's, if Family Guy's on, um, like the new episodes, we are still actively watching yes, the new season. Yes, we are caught up on Family yeah. Guy. <laughs> And we're not embarrassed to say. No. And some of my favorite episodes of Family Guy are 
well, ones from recent the, seasons. The Van Halen episode that we referenced in, yes. in last week's episode of our podcast. We watch it all the time. That Van Halen episode is from one of the most three it's or from four season recent seasons. 17 or 18. Yeah. But yeah. My pitch for Family Guy. Here's why I think people don't like Family Guy. And I put this in my blog article. Yes, there is. I write a blog article for every single one of our tournaments. If you want to know more about <laughs> my thoughts and feelings, you can go to. Honestly, the... they, they are very good. Thank you. They're worth reading and they're only like five minutes each. Yeah, they're very easy to read and they're very much in my voice and I try and be funny. Nia's written every single one except for the Marvel one. Yeah, I made Trent write that. Um, anyway. Uh, my, I, in my blog article, I talked a lot about the, um, the politics of Family Guy. We didn't really get into it, any of that on the opening, on the bracket reveal episode. And so I really channeled all of my, like, Family Guy theory into the blog post. And basically what I say is that it was, you know, Family Guy... May have started in 1999, but it really, after the two cancellations, it really got going in 2005. Yes. And Family Guy was such an anti Bush show. Yes. And like, if you were alive and even barely conscious, like me, I was 10 in 2004 and 2005. Like, if you lived through that time, then you remember the start of like the great political divide that we are in now. Yes. That was that was the origin of like the deep divide was was 9/11, which is a joke in Family, in Family Guy, Guy, and Bush's then subsequent re-election. It that was such a specific time in American culture and American politics and I think that Family Guy's success came from being from speaking to yeah. liberal coastal elites yeah and being and just being like so or so mid-aughts liberal mm -hmm. and it i think has maybe changed a little bit but it still has that underpinning yeah. and that's because it that's who seth mcfarlane is yes yes and i i think that that's why a lot of people it rubs a lot of people the wrong way because it's so political. Yeah, definitely. But that's what I... I mean, it's not my number one thing I like about it. I think well, Family Guy, never, you can see beyond the politics. Yeah, it's never overtly political. It's like... Yeah. Well, and, wrapping except up the one time they moved to Texas because Stewie's deemed a super evil baby by the super devil and they end up meeting George W. Bush. Yeah. That, I feel like, is... Overtly political is maybe the wrong way to put it, but it's not like... They make fun of everybody across the board. I yeah. think they started purely, you know, going after the right. But, like, they don't... Like, there's Bill Clinton jokes in there. Mm -hmm. There's a whole Bill Clinton episode where they're like, this guy's a sex fiend, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. um, but at its core, you know, it's still fart jokes. Yeah. Maybe that's why people don't like it because they go after a lot of people, mm. and people are like, "Oh, they're it's such a mean show or whatever." But I just I've never thought that about Joaquin Phoenix. If you're still watching, you can be our friend. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. It just is so like 
But I will say, like, it is, it's coastal elite humor, which, sure. like, yeah. I understand is, you know, is problematic. Mm-hmm. De- certainly not for everybody, mm-hmm. because I've literally named a group of people who the humor is for. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's, I don't know, I guess I'm a coastal elite. Not I guess, I definitely am. But, <laughs> but I don't know, I think it's so smart and, like, it's re- it's really nerdy. Yes. It's so cuz the pop culture references are so niche. Well, even I feel like the pop culture references have actually gotten broader mm. with Seth out of the writers Seth room. Seth gone, thank God. Seth in the writers <laughs> room like some of those references are just like so specific. I mean, on one of the road to's Road to Rupert when um Rupert accidentally gets sold at a yard sale mm-hmm. and stewie and brian have to go to colorado to find him mm-hmm. the only way that they can get to the to the house is by renting a helicopter mm-hmm. and the the way to pay for the helicopter is through like a, s- song, a song and, and dance. dance number yeah and they there's a movie called anchors away but gene kelly and frank sinatra and there's a scene in that movie where gene kelly dances with jerry the mouse from tom and jerry mm-hmm. And they just superimpose Stewie. Yeah. They like rotoscope Stewie on. They do the whole dance. Yeah. Like nobody watching in 2006 would have known what that was. You always hear in stand up people talking about like someone like Norm MacDonald or comedians like Norm who are like one of a kind kind of deliveries and stuff like that, where <clears throat> you start with your. You start broad, right? And the whole audience is with you. And then joke after joke after joke, eventually you're down to just you and one guy in the audience get what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. And, like, the rest of the audience is going to be like, this is fine. But to that one guy for that, those references Mm -hmm. is, like, you know, Mm -hmm. he'll think about that for the rest of his life. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, for someone like me who has never seen or heard of that movie, Mm -hmm. I know exactly what you're talking about because I know that episode. Mm Mm-hmm. And so it doesn't really mean anything to me. I'm just like, great. Five-minute dance sequence of Stewie. Yeah. Whereas to you, someone who has seen that movie and knows that movie, you're like, oh, okay, I yeah. see Yeah, yeah, I... And there's I, just a ton of those littered throughout Family Guy. And this is, like, very chicken or egg, like, because I think a lot of my humor was shaped by Family Guy. Yeah. But I think also, as a person, I'm a drill-deep kind of person. <laughs> Definitely. Like... I, you know, I like five things and I know everything about those five things. Mm-hmm. And that Seth MacFarlane is a drill deep person too. Yeah. And so I think that like just game recognizing game, you know, like niche recognizing niche, you're like, oh, I'm like this. I think like that. Mm-hmm. And so like that's that's part of the reason I also like Family Guys because everything is just so d- deep, like reference level wise yeah i agree i mean you know you the pitch is to basically anyone who listens but doesn't doesn't watch family guy like you don't need to pitch me i'm in yeah (laughs) i'm in on family guy yeah i mean there's like i will literally like i'll give you my favorite episodes episodes i I think any of the road to episodes are so accessible to people Mm -hmm. you only need to focus on two characters Mm -hmm. and they're the two 
obviously from our tournament, the two best characters in the show. So like any of those episodes are fair game. I think I Dream of Jesus, which we mentioned multiple times. Yeah. um, My favorite episode. uh, Is I think probably like if you watch Family Guy, it's that's the actual title of the episode, but it's probably better known as the bird is the word episode. Yeah. Um, that's where Peter finds the surfing Surfing bird bird record. Um, but that whole season, uh, Baby Not on Board, I think is my favorite episode of Family Guy, and it's like th- three episodes away from yeah. My Dream of Jesus. Yeah. Um, any of the Star Wars parodies. Oh, the Star Wars parodies are really good. I mean, I, I know that I said all the Road 2s, but I think that Road to the Multiverse is probably my favorite Road 2. The Van Halen episode that we keep <laughs> talking about. Panama! I mean, it just... There's so many good ones. You don't have to like all of them, but there's so many iconic yeah. ones. If you like niche stuff, there's bound to be an episode of Family Guy, at least an episode for you. Yeah. Maybe that's why people don't like Family Guy. There's rarely a plot. There's rarely, like... Hmm. It doesn't operate like the the American sitcom in that way because of all the cutaways. Yeah. <laughs> Like, that's the other thing. Cutaways, they were really the first one to do that. Yeah. Like, if you like 30 Rock, <clears throat> I think you'd like Family Guy. Oh, yeah. Because 30 Rock does that, too. Yes, yes, yes. But just, it's li- a live action show. Wow. Well, maybe we should, uh, maybe you should look into changing your name from Nia to Nisha. Nisha. The Nisha Call. <laughs> Speaking of the Nisha Call and cereal. Wow, great transition. Uh, spelled differently. But next week, uh, we have a tournament that we're very excited about. Uh, and and I, we... think, I think genuinely you'll be more excited about this than the yes. Family Guy character episode. Well, as we mentioned on our 100th episode, our two favorite genres of tournament are music and food. Mm-hmm. And this falls into one of those categories. <laughs> and it is the food category. We will be joined by attorney at pod Natalie Kindler next week. Mm-hmm. And we start the tournament. Which cereal is the best cereal? Mm-hmm. That episode's already in the can. Yeah, already we in the already bowl. recorded it's it. It's already in the bowl, waiting to have milk poured over it. Um, but that's very exciting. We're very excited uh, to hear everyone's uh, cereal thoughts. And um, uh, Nia has already predicted that it's going to be the craziest tournament since the pasta shaped tournament yeah yeah and natalie as she'll reveal on the episode was a farfalle stan so she's the perfect person to have for cereal bow tie pasta unbelievable (laughs) uh all right well nia any final words on uh on family guy or anything i'm gonna go watch some family guy those are my final words you know it to me at least it seems today that no (laughs) No, no, no. It seems today. Uh, okay, uh, this has been the Tournament Podcast. We will be back next Monday with our best cereal tournament. Hope you guys uh, get locked and loaded and ready for that. Maybe go try some cereals all week if you need to do a little taste testing refresher or something. Um, have a great week. We'll talk to you in a week. Maybe watch Family Guy for once in your life. Come on, guys. Yeah, please. Come on, go watch Family Guy. Like Nia said, you can DM us individually or the or the podcast. I'll give we'll you tell the best you what episodes to watch. Yeah. to watch. Um, thank you, Nia. Thank you, me. Thank you, Stewie. You're the king, baby. You're the baby. You're Victory the baby king. shall be his, honey. 
Thanks for joining us on this multiversal journey called Turney. And remember, may the thing with the most votes win. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Tournament Podcast. Please like, subscribe, and follow the podcast wherever you listen. A five-star rating or a positive review is helpful and appreciated, too. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at TheTourneyPod. You can email us at thetournamentpodcast at gmail.com, or you can visit our webpage at thetridentnetwork.com slash the-tourney-pod. The Tournament Podcast is a part of the Trident Network. To learn more about the Trident Network's videos, live shows, and other podcasts, please visit thetridentnetwork.com. You can also support the podcast by donating to the Trident Network's Patreon at patreon.com slash thetridentnetwork. The Tournament Podcast is edited by Nia D'Amelio. The theme music was also composed by Nia D'Amelio. Tune in Monday to hear more about our next tournament. Which cereal is the best cereal?